Hello, and welcome to Martial Arts Stuff. This show is actually going to be excerpts from the podcast Podzor. Uh, and in Podzor, we talk about martial arts. We also talk about science and technology news, um, video games, role-playing games, and various other things. I decided to try and make this a little bit more vertical and a little bit more specialized. For those of you that just like the martial arts stuff, you can subscribe to this feed. If you like all those other things, you can subscribe to Podzor. Um, but of course, there's no need to subscribe to both. So, um, happy listening, and uh, these shows, this first show is about 45 minutes, but these shows should typically range from 15 to 20 minutes. Thanks for listening. Kicking and oh, punching. You know what? Into I was gonna do the martial arts. Do you have a pen? I do not. Do we need a pen? We need a pen because at I'll remember it. You at, will. What? So f- cut, fucking cutting in the music's killing me to find the place to cut in the music. Ah. And so if I just remember at 19 minutes we start our martial arts stuff, I can then scan over to 19 we minutes. Want to and pause put it for a second. I will grab a pen. You can write times down when we go to the different sections. You'll know right off the bat. Nah, that's okay. On that piece of paper right there. That's all right. Yeah. Fuck all right. it. 19. So, before we go on to what last week's article was, which we totally missed, by the way. Yeah. We didn't talk a single thing. I thought you intentionally skipped it last week. No, I just completely forgot. Ah, I moved it to this week. And I'm glad we did skip it, because that last episode was, what, an hour 19? Yeah, it was an hour 19, so we have have plenty. I want to quickly rehash what you just mentioned um, earlier about your wife talking about shoes. Okay, yeah. And the fact that somebody, or she got a couple lectures about wearing shoes in your martial arts class. And I think that you should... Practice with whatever you expect to have on. You know what I mean? We, our martial arts, Sanyun Do, is you know something we practice for self defense, and, and we right. hope is going to be street worthy to defend your life. Right. If you're walking around the streets without shoes on, then yes, don't practice with shoes on. But if you yeah. wear shoes on a regular basis, you should practice with your shoes on, so right. you don't you know so you know what it feels like to walk around in shoes and have to move around and feel your way through. And you need to well, have shoes. I think there's a balance to that. I'll, I'll take the counterpoint um, uh, in that – so when you go to martial arts class in the wintertime, would you not take off your jacket while practicing? Well, no. Right. So I th- – But, I mean, that there's a no, huge difference no. between not wearing shoes and taking off your snowmobile Well, suit. some people would say um, – I, I know that there are, there are arts or there are classes – that actually practice in their street shoes. I think that's a bad idea because I do think that your knee and your ankle has a potential to get torn up depending on your techniques. I agree. And so putting that kind of repetitive stress on your knee and your ankle, well, it might not be that big a deal for three or four classes, but over years of training, it's going to start to wear you down. Right. My personal opinion on it is that the difference between shoes designed for martial arts, which are thin-soled generally, uh, they're 
very tight to your foot. Uh, they're sort of a middle point between like a sneaker and not having anything on at all. Right. Uh, and I think that's a good balance. But I think really what it comes down to is what do you like working out in more? If 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 you are a if you are martial art that practices for street fighting, then yeah, maybe you should be in tennis shoes and maybe you should have your jacket on. Yes. If you are a martial art that practices a traditional martial art and you practice it because you love doing it and because the self-defense part is important to you but secondary then wear whatever the fuck you want. Wear wear bare feet, you know? But it goes back to this the false advertising thing. And I think that's kind of what you're getting at. Yes. Is if if you don't wear shoes in your dojo, don't fucking lecture me about wearing them. Right. And if I wear them, I'm not going to lecture you about not wearing them. Right. Yeah. You don't don't tell me that Wearing shoes, you know, is it's going to destroy your it's, ankle it's, and destroy your knee and right, blah blah blah. And it's blah. going to, you know, drain your chi faster. That's not the way these right. are meant to be practiced. You right. need to be barefooted so you can feel rooted with the earth. And yes. Blah blah blah. blah, blah. You know blah, what? Blah. Fuck you. Yeah. You know, you can't. It's not. It's not a better. Like I, I agree with your point. Your point. Your point is practice what you want. Don't, right. Don't tell me this way is right or wrong. Let me do it. Right. Well, and I think that the the balance in that and one of one of my big problems with martial arts in general and martial arts schools and martial artists is hypocrisy. And it's the difference between um, if if you're teaching a Tai Chi class, don't advertise it as a self-defense class. Unless it is. Unless that's most the people, way you most unless don't that's the teach way you teach Tai Chi it. that way. But right. obviously it used to be you know, I mean, it, taught as a, as a self right. Well, then you get into the question of is it really Tai Chi anymore? But right. Um, so it's it's not a matter of saying this is right or this is wrong. It's the hypocrisy of saying my way is the only way. Right. It would my be way one is the thing. Only way and the right way. It would be one thing um, if and and for for those of you listening to our secondary podcast, <laughs> um. Uh, you know, my wife was given a lecture when trying to buy me shoes about, uh, you know, you shouldn't wear shoes and it's bad for you and it's bad for your ankle and bad for your knee and things like that. That's different than if you're talking to another martial artist. If I'm talking to a, to a karate guy, say, and I say, well, in our dojo, we generally wear shoes and, you know, and they say, oh, that's that's interesting. In my dojo, we don't. Right. And the reason that I've always heard that you don't is because you can kind of wreck your ankle and wreck your knee with a lot of the turning kicks and whatnot. Then we can have a discussion about it. Right. Instead he's of not saying, "Oh, well that's that's, that's wrong. bad. That's wrong, this is you the know." Way it's supposed to be done because yeah. then they're automatically they're closed off to yeah. any kind of discussion. And I I told Jen I was like, "You should have just told him I've been doing for martial arts for 13 years and that he needs to not worry about it." Right. <laughs> yeah. And not only that, what good does it do him to lecture her? Her. Right. She just wants a pair of shoes. Yeah. Yeah. So. But anyway, See, they're know. fucking hard to find. Are, are we? Should we like lay off on the swearing? I don't know. I don't no, know. Uh, I'm going to make it explicit as well. Good. So. Good. So we're like hardcore. This could be the hardcore martial. This arts This is going to be the hardcore martial arts <laughs> hardcore. podcast. I figured. Um, 
I, I'll write in the description or some sort. We'll we'll have the tag uh, putting a chokehold on your ears. Yes. Yeah, because like I just that. like that one. I do too. Reverse naked choke. I'm sorry. Yes. Or chokehold. What do you like better? No, I like the reverse naked choke. Yeah. Putting, a rear naked uh, choke. Putting a rear naked, naked choke, choke on, on your, your ears. ears. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> funny. Oh, speaking of rear naked chokes, did yes. you watch the UFC fight this last weekend? I don't know. UFC 63. No, I did not. Um, did Matt you watch Hughes, it? I did. Matt Hughes Where'd you watch versus it? BJ Penn was the big title fight. Or not title fight. Where'd you watch it? Fight. Was it pay-per-view? It was fight. Or was it Spike? It was pay-per-view. And uh, it was, the BJ Penn and Matt Hughes fight was awesome really it was it's my opinion it was a it was a classic example of battle of the titans i mean yeah it went it went from one extreme to the other because penn had beaten him once before i think right yes and actually um by the end of the second round bj penn had owned matt hughes nice owned him wow and by the end of the second round bj had um uh, basically a figure four choke up around Matt Hughes's neck and was going for a choke out. Matt yeah. Hughes held out for a minute and a half. Jesus saved Christ. by the bell. BJ killed himself trying to get that yep. choke to finish yep. him off. Yep. He came out in round three and um, Matt Hughes had to change his strategy. He decided to not do any takedowns, which he'd been doing for two whole okay. rounds and got his ass kicked. He'd be shooting in and stuff. He all the time and BJ yep. stopped him every time without fail. Every time BJ yep. put the stop on him. Yep. And he beat the crap out of Hughes. Wow. Hughes comes back in the third round. BJ could hardly lift his hands and he grounded and pounded the piss out nice. of him. Nice. To the point where he had a hand, um, Hughes had a hand wrapped up with both of his arms. But he basically got him in a classic side mount, used the side mount to trap one hand under his knee, and then the other hand he had wrapped with both of his hands. And when he got it wrapped up and trapped between his neck and his head, it was basically BJ's head was just sticking out there, and he just uh, beat him and beat him uh, and beat him. Uh, BJ was, you know, moving his head and trying to hide it underneath Matt's hip and doing all this stuff, and yeah. he was trying to defend himself, could not get his hands free. And after about a minute of Hughes beating the crap out of his face, yeah. the ref called it. Yeah. Wow. And uh, BJ was just done. Wow. You know? And uh, really great fight because it swung both ways. Yeah. So you I know, like to see a fight like that. One of the things that um, I'm, I'm getting a little bit skeptical of the UFC, and not like I think it's wrestling or I think it's fake or anything, but um, I've been somewhat more aware lately of uh, things like the K1 – and uh, the I think the uh, pancrase or something like that. There are a lot of a lot of very similar UFC type right um, pride 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 is a good one. Um, and the UFC generally doesn't let their fighters fight like pride champions or K one champions right. or anything like that. And I understand that you know part of it is because they want to get these guys under contract and it's business. Yeah, yeah. But also, you know, I think that a lot of these guys like Matt Hughes and uh, Tito Ortiz are considered the best of the best. Right. When they really haven't fought outside the UFC. And in fact, when you sign a contract with the UFC, you're not allowed to fight in the other competitions either. Right. So it's not like it's... Although, who was it? Um, uh, Uh... The guy with the mohawk um, and the crazy goatee. What's his name? One of the top fighters in the UFC. Um, I don't remember him. God dang it. He's the one of the biggest names, too, and it's it's evading me. Anyway, okay. I saw him fight in a pride fight, and he lost to the pride guy. Got his ass whooped. Really? Uh, 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 what the hell is his name? Yeah, I don't know. It'll come to me. So anyway, I, I just think it's... 
I'd, I'd really like to see a fucking free-for-all, you know what I mean? Well, and you know what's interesting? And this happens, in I think, in any school where you spar and fight a lot. You get used to each other. Right. You know what I mean? And these guys in, in the upper echelon of, of the UFC and They've stuff gotten like that, used to each other. They see each other. Their, their styles are becoming more and more similar. Right. And eventually, now, you, you lose the... I don't even know what you call it. You, you start to lose your ability to to deal with things you're not used to. Right. You know what I mean? You start to adapt your style to the rules because yep. there are rules. Yep. And you do certain things and certain things work. And, and eventually those will migrate. And you, you know what I mean? As people get used to doing one thing, somebody will change something maybe. Yeah. And you start to migrate. But then everybody goes that way and everybody goes that way. You start to now you have this pool of people. You're used to how they fight. Yeah. When you get outside of those and start fighting people who have been fighting by different rules, now you start to see some yeah. strange things happen because you're not used to seeing that yeah. or having to deal with that. And I would, I just, I guess, you know, and and they have it on pay for, pay per view, like the K ones on pay per view. Chuck and Liddell, by the way. Chuck Liddell. Okay. Sorry, Chuck Liddell um, was the guy I was talking about. He fought a guy in Pride, and the guy in Pride worked him over, huh? He made him look like a little schoolgirl. Well, now Pride, they don't ground fight, right? I don't know the rules. I think there's. The I think takedown takedowns are legal, but once they get to the ground, they stand them up. I think that's or right. or that's K, that's either K one or that's Pride yeah. or I don't I don't know exactly what's going on, but um, I think too that it's just I I'd, I'd, I guess I'd like to see more than just the UFC, and I understand that the UFC has this contract with Spike or it's or it's owned by the same company. I don't know, um, but. I don't know. Maybe TNT could do something with with the K one and and like I say, they're on uh, they're on pay per view. But geez, it's like sixty bucks. I know. You know. Well, they're you know they're and part of that too. I mean, I, the part that bothers me about the whole thing is they're starting to turn more and more into an entertainment deal. It's getting a little bit and, and you know I've heard other people say that it's getting a little bit uh, uh, like wrestling, right? Uh, and Only- not. Real, only real. <laughs> I mean, right? But, but yeah, you start to see, you're starting to see some attitudes. And but the, they're and trying the, to attribute a lot of personality to the characters, and right. they're becoming characters instead of fighters. Right. And, uh, and I'm thinking, you know what? Yeah, I just. I guess it popularizes the, the sport, which isn't necessarily the worst thing in the right. world. Right? Nah, I guess that's true. But I mean, to some extent. But I mean, the other night when we watched that, we spent, I kid you not, 45 minutes before the first fight just watching them with yeah. these guys telling their stories and pictures of right. them. Right. I want to see the undercard, goddammit. Right. Yeah. You know, and it's like, okay, sure, they're people. We know that. That's right. not why we're here. We're right. here because we want to see them fight. Yeah, and I just... You know, show highlights from the other fights. And I'm not talking a little... You know, I'm not talking a commercial clip that's put together right. with, with all this other crap that they do yeah. now that's just, you know, for looking cool. I mean, I don't know. Maybe that I'll, kind of stuff drives me crazy. Maybe off will torrent that one. But uh, uh. that fight's worth watching just because... I was amazed that Matt Hughes got out of that chokehold. Yeah. I mean, I guess I've seen, maybe it wasn't good, but I tell you what. I've seen some I people survive position, some wicked chokeholds. If though. I was in that position, or I think anybody, any lesser fighter was yeah. in a position like that, I think they would have been done. Yeah. And uh, Matt Hughes, man, i got to give kudos to that guy. He <laughs> does not quit, man. ever. Even when yeah. the chips are down, and that's yeah. hard to do. Yeah. When someone, when you come out, and I, do, I did this... Um, must have been six months ago when we went to a fight night that yeah. we were doing. And uh, there was a kid there who beat, beat my ass. Yeah. He beat me down. And it is so hard when you come out of the gate all hyped up. Like... And this guy puts a hurting on you yeah. for me to get back up and try to go at it again. Because then you start to have those yeah. thoughts in your head like, Jesus Christ. Well, I know that... He's, uh... he's too fast for me to keep up with. Yeah. And, da, 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 and then you start to beat yourself. Yeah. And I think Matt Hughes obviously has a knack for going... I don't, you know, yeah. that, that was then, 
know, this is a whole new fight. You know, and yeah. he lives in yeah. the moment. You yeah. can see that with the way he is today. Well, I know the reason that I don't like to spar is because I suck at it. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just like, well, I could do it and get better at it. And I sort of, that's a decision I made a long time ago is I, I could do it and get better at it. Right. Or I could just make the decision that I suck at it and be okay with it. Right. I've decided to make... I, well, and the I, hard thing I, about any kind of fighting is you're bound to lose. No matter how good you are, right? you know, you're bound to lose. Right. And when you do, you have to go, well, that's just the way it works. Yeah. From day to day, you never know what's going to happen. And yeah. you can't, no matter how good you are, you know, you could have oh, a guy yeah. you've beat 10 times in a row. And then tomorrow you wake up, go and fight him again, and he beats your ass. Well, and like, I, think that's, I think that's one of the morals of martial arts is that there's always somebody better than you. Yes. Even you the know. guy that you beat yesterday well, can be better than you today. And and I think that's where part of the humility comes from. Exactly. Is that, you know, you could fuck with somebody in a bar, but, I mean, it might be it might be Sam Chan, my Wing Chun instructor. Yeah. Who's, I think, 55 years old, and he's got to be 5 foot 7, 5 Doesn't foot 8. Doesn't look a eight, day over 30 either. And he's like 80 pounds soaking wet. Um, and, and I guarantee you, he'd, he'd take most people to task. Right. Um, even most experienced fighters. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, I, I, we sort of went all over the place wow, with that, we didn't did. we? Uh, and uh, I guess maybe this kind of leads into what we're going to talk about next is... Um, Getting motivated. Motivating, yeah, motivating yeah. yourself to... Um, I, I actually, I didn't see something online. I thought of this topic before... Uh, I, I found the link, and the link is just some random martial arts space motivation Google page, right? Um, but I know that, that you and I both lately have really been uh, struggling with getting motivated to go to class. Huge. Uh, and I, I, I actually have heard that that is it's very indicative of black belts, as well as it's more indicative of black belts than it is of people of other people in general with martial arts in that i think the ratio is only 25% of black belts stay are at the school a year later after really? they, after they've gotten their black belt that's interesting and i think partly it is because especially towards the end your primary motivation is getting that black belt right and then once you've gotten it you you sort of I think a couple of things happen. One, you think, well, what's there left to learn? Which is which is a lot. Which is I mean, which really, is a lot. Which to be honest, with no, yourself, no, no. Which I'm is like, oh, which is a lot. I have touched the tip, the very very yeah. tip of the iceberg. And and two, um, uh, I think that it's it's in part burnout. Yes. You know that you've been you've been go, so go go go, go 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 for like six months. I don't know about you, but it was about six months for yeah. me that I started. You know, I went to Chuck's probably two or three times at on my lunch hours every week, um, and I was just go 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 go. Yeah, uh, and I just got. I think I just got burned and, out. And real quickly, since we are separating this, and this will probably be yeah. the first. Oh, this will be the first uh, martial arts Dan podcast and I, um, episode. Study under uh, Sensei Chuck Pippin. Yep, and we study San Yun Do, um, and we've been doing that. F- well, I've been doing that for what four years, and you've been doing it for three. Three. Yep. Um, and we recently, in the last six eight months, both yep. got our black belts under Chuck. Yep. And we both have I don't know twelve fourteen years of I martial arts. Experience. I started when I was thirteen, and I'm thirty five now. By. Because you're older, damn you! 
<laughs> no, you actually got quite a bit more than me because I started when I was uh, 18. Yeah. And I think... And I'm now 33. Yeah. And it was real on and off for me. I mean, I started when I was 13, yep. but I did it for two years and then stopped for two years and then did it for two and then you know, stopped and I for wonder, two. You know, and I wonder, other than the real hardcore people, I think a lot of people in our position are like that. I yeah. Mean, I know I tend to get to these plateaus where I'm not only burned out, but feeling like I just can't go anymore, like I'm right. never going to actually pick up on anything new, and I quit for six months. Well, And, and then I go back at it for another three-year stint. And for me, uh, I always move from city to city. As well, right? Uh, and uh, I think that uh, Kalamazoo was my longest stint. Um, well, when I was in Detroit, I did the Hopkido for two and a half years, and before being at uh, Innovative Martial Arts, that was my longest stretch. Uh, and I did uh, Tai Chi for two years and things like that. But <clears throat> when I moved to Kalamazoo. Kalamazoo for college of course I had to switch schools right and I never really found a school that I fell in love with in Kalamazoo that was my thing it's like did you try some of the schools in Kalamazoo I tried an Aikido school I tried a Taekwondo school Um, I tried a couple of Taekwondo schools actually and just never nothing ever really really fit for me right Um, which was unfortunate because that was sort of a large chunk of my life that really the only uh, the only martial arts experience that I got during that period was working out with you. Right. And that was kind of just rehashing what I had learned in my Hapkido class and what Tai yeah. Chi. And, and at that time, and, I was actually... Um, I And the Arnis stuff that you were doing. I had moved to Kalamazoo, so I had been doing Arnis for yeah. two, three years before that. So yep. I was just trying to keep up to speed with that stuff because I really lost contact with my instructor at that point because yeah. he moved to Midlands. So That's we right. So you were distant as well. Quite distant. Yeah. Four-hour trip just to go up to see him. Yep. So that was a like a five six year chunk where I really didn't do. I did it three months on, three months off. I, right. It was rare, but anyway, yeah. I think Sorry, total tangent. Yeah. Uh, um, well, that's okay. I think it's important for because this will be our first show, of right? The, so, so the new so that way, feed, so. all you listeners get a little perspective yeah. on what's uh, what's going on. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, I, I don't know. I I guess one of the things I I think that's important about. Um, not necessarily I don't have a whole lot of te- techniques for getting motivated because I'm a very unmotivated person in general <laughs> but I do have a couple of tricks for handling your unmotivatedness if you will All right. Um, and I think one of them one of the big ones for me is don't stop going because you don't really feel like going don't stop going altogether. It's one of those things where I think a lot of people get into this this routine or this thought process of, well, if I can't go three times a week, what's the point? Yeah, I'm just not going to go. That's, yeah, and that's not really. If that's you a can bad idea and, to yeah, stop and, going altogether. And, and my my feeling is is that if you can go once a week for an hour, then all you're looking at, all you're looking for, is maintenance. Right. You're looking at maintaining your current level yep. and not forgetting some of the forms that you probably will forget if you don't go at all yes. and staying involved in the school, you know, making sure that you see new faces that come into the school and things like that. So if don't take the attitude of, well, if I can't go three times a week or even twice a week, I'm not, I'm just not going to go at all. Or if you haven't been to class in two weeks, 
and feel like, well, if you don't jump in with both feet, you're not going to jump in at all, go ahead and put a toe in. Right. You know, it's okay to go back to class. And especially, I think anyway, with good instructors and at good schools, you can arrange if you want to, if like just if life gets busy and life gets crazy and stuff and you can't do it, most instructors will do, well, like Chuck does, um, I've talked to him about it before, and it's 55 bucks a month or 10 bucks a class. Right. And so if you just want to pay per class and you want to go three times a month or even twice a month, it's it's then doesn't become a monetary issue. You can pay 20 bucks a month and it's not that big a deal. Right. You know, and it, and it keeps you involved and it keeps your skills at least maintained. Yeah. Well, and hopefully you're you're at a school where where, it's, where you can do that. Yeah. Where, where when you come back from your two weeks because you just didn't feel like going, you come back and go, okay, I just need to go. Yep. That you're going to be that when you walk in the door, they're happy to see you come back. Right. And not mad at you because where have you been for the last two weeks? Right. Right. You know, because that's that's pointless. Yeah. You know? And and I you know I know that there are schools out there where like they, they they don't want to they don't want you in their school if you're not going to work out with them three times a week. Yeah, and that's ridiculous. Well, and that's a choice that I guess everyone has to make. Yeah. You Some know? people can, and, but like for the normal Joe martial well, artist who's doing it as sort of a... Not, I want to say we, we're, we're hobbyists, but slightly more than just a right, hobby. I think you know so I mean? too. We're above that yeah. level, but... And for me, though, I still got I got a house to take care of. Yeah. I got a wife. I got you know two well, dogs, two cats. I got shit to do. And if you choose to join that kind of school, keep in mind that if someday you have a kid, you may no longer be a part of that school. Right. So I, I don't know. Right. Uh, and I know that happens. That's happened to quite a few of the guys right. that actually were in uh, in, in at innovative martial arts. Yes. Yeah. Their kids got old enough to the point where now they had to kind of. You know, I know one of the guys actually changed martial arts schools because his because they had a, a, a martial arts school that was being taught through their church or something. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it was more interesting to the kid. The kid could be with his friends. So the dad yeah. goes to hang out with the kid so he could still get his workout in. Right. Different school and maybe not exactly what he wanted, but now he's spending time with his kid. Yeah. And all that kind of stuff. I mean, that's yeah. important. Yeah, I think so too. Um, and I think the other tip I have for getting motivated or, or dealing with your unmotivation is uh, when when you try and work out at home or you think about working out at home oh your kitty is so cute yeah hi kitty um, it's very friendly it's it's I think it's it's sort of the same idea in that you don't have to make a decision that if if you're not gonna work out for an hour then don't work out at all work out for five minutes do a form. Yep. Do it once. Maybe do it a couple of times. Do it once slow and once fast or or try something new with it. But I'll tell you what, um, you know, a lot of the easier forms, it takes two, literally two minutes yeah. to go through a form once. Yep. And, you know, sometimes uh, 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 if if I don't work out or something like that and I'm laying in bed at night, I'll go through the form in my head. I do that too. I will just, I'll go through and and every physical movement of the form and i i'll tell you what it helps me remember the forms yeah. you know i also do it when i'm i picture myself when i'm in the shower taking yeah. the shower sometimes i'll just sit there letting the hot water run on you and yep. and i and i you mentally just, you, mentally do a form you 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 picture yourself doing the form yeah it does yeah. it helps yep i think so too there was uh i remember a story a long time ago about a guy in prison he was in prison for like 10 years he taught himself can you hear this 
Very cute. Um, he taught himself to play the piano without having a piano. And he was really good when he came out. Right, I heard. I think you told me that, yeah, actually. Yeah, um, So those are just some tips I have about getting motivated and potentially why you lose your motivation. I mean, there is there is some point where, you know, genuinely, if, if you're new to the martial arts and you find that you don't feel like going and you just don't want to go, you know, it's not for everybody. So, sometimes right. it's just not for you. And that's, that's your cat is killing me, dude. He's up on your shoulder now. Um, he's like a parrot, except he's a cat. Uh, uh, you know, sometimes it's not, it's not right for you. But I do think that if it's if it's something you enjoy, never let it go completely. Right. You know, always. Well, I found for me, even when I've gone on my little sabbaticals, I yes. guess. Um, I always come back to it. I do too. I mean, it's one of those things where I just know that even if I don't go for a little bit, I'll, I'll always come back to it in some form or another. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I may come back to it in a different fashion. I may switch schools or I may switch my, what my motivation is or why yeah. I'm doing it. You know, something as simple as that is, you know, I used to, when I first started out, I did it because I wanted to learn how to beat people up with sticks and knives. And that's right. That's why I did our knees. Right. Well, after a while, that changed. I went into some Tai Chi and then it was, I was learning how to do, how to internalize some stuff. Right. And, and yeah. doing it for more I didn't, I didn't care about fighting I didn't spar I didn't right. do any of that stuff right. you, know, you change your motivation you change your outlook on why you're doing it sometimes that re-motivates you to go again and actually that's a really good point because if if you're feeling unmotivated or you feel like it's not for you or this is just not something you want to do uh, change change your style right Go to a different school. Yep. Try something different. You know, try something different for a while. It doesn't that's hurt. never a bad thing. To it's never your horizons like In that. my opinion, it's never a bad thing either. Which, speaking of trying out new things, um, I also, on Saturdays, I go to a Wing Chun class here in Grand Rapids at Chan's Kung Fu. And uh, I have been finding it really, really interesting. Oh, yeah. Uh, just sort of the... The the techniques are actually really really similar to Sanyendo, um, <laughs> but uh, one of the things that I that I'm really fascinated by is the uh, Wing Chun wooden dummy. Yeah, I've always been fascinated by that. I never used yeah. one, but it always the prospect of it always. I've I've started learning the wooden form. dummy form, and I talked to my instructor about it, and I'm not really. Um, uh, at the level that I should be at to start learning the form, but he doesn't—he doesn't really care about that stuff too much because I'm interested. In, that's that's what I want to learn right now. Right. Um, I I I like doing the chi sao stuff, which is the sticky hands drill. Yep. But the wooden dummy—I don't know why it fascinates me so much, but I'm fascinated with it. And one of the things that it does for you is um, they always talk about forward energy in Wing Chun. Right. And maintaining a forward energy. Obviously, you want to maintain that forward energy without overextending, um, without overextending yourself. And one of the things the wooden dummy allows you to do is it's not like working on a heavy bag at all. And I think the big reason for that is, one, it's solid. Right. It's it's wood, and you know when you hit it because it fucking hurts. Yeah. Um, and two is that it's got the uh, the horizontal pieces to it. Right. That are sort of arm like structures, yeah. uh, and being able to uh, do what's called a tansau, which is essentially, uh, you know, if you put your hand out, if you put your hand out palm up, 
and bend your elbow at a 45-degree angle, that's approximately a tonsil. Right. And that's one of their blocks. Okay. But, you know, it's sort of they, they do the, the whole block and attack philosophy all in right. one kind of thing. But when you do a tonsil into a wooden dummy arm, you can get a real sense for your structure. And right. because if you push into it and your arm collapses, you know that you don't have good structure. If you push into it and feel yourself rocking back on your heels, you know you don't have good stance. Very interesting. And so it gives you a real... You get some feedback. You get some feedback without having an opponent. Interesting. It's, it's sort of like it's a cross between a heavy bag and actually doing it with an opponent. And, of course, the disadvantage of, of having an opponent is they're trying to learn something too. Right. Which is an advantage at times, but it's a different drill. Right. You know, but when you have an opponent that's also trying to learn something, they're trying to dynamically move based on your movements and feel your flow and they'll try to take advantage of opportunities that you give to them. Yes. And the wooden dummy won't do that. So it allows you to really work on your structure and work on your foundations. Um without having the distraction of an opponent. Um, and I think that the um, the heavy bag does a very similar job with punching. Right. In that if you punch a heavy bag and you don't punch it right, you know it right away. You do. <laughs> you know it right away. And either, you know, if, if you have your thumb inside your fingers, you're going to break your thumb and you know it right away. And... Um, or if your stance is bad, you'll rock backwards on your stance. Yes. Uh, if your wrist isn't strong. Or if your wrist isn't strong, you're going to hurt your wrist. Yeah. Or if if your shoulder's not in the right position or whatever the case might be, you're going to feel it. Yep. Uh, and the wooden dummy gives the very similar feedback to uh, moves like the tonsil and the poxsau, which is sort of the slapping hand. Right. Um, things like that. I, I, I just, I, like I say, I've found... It's, it's sort of a new fascination for me. That's um, cool. Uh, so you feel re-motivated when you get I feel re-motivated because it's like something – and I know that you know part of the motivation issue and in going into a new style, one of the things that you've got to be careful of and that I've got to be careful of as well – holy shit, we're 51 minutes into this podcast. Yeah. I need to shut the fuck up is what I need to do. Yeah, you do. Um, That's all right. Anyway, uh, <laughs> we got nothing else to talk about anyway, um, is that – you know, I've jumped around schools a lot and spent two years here and two years there and two years there. Chuck's was the first school, Innovative Martial Arts was the first school that I stayed long enough to actually get a black belt at. Yeah. Yep, um, same here. And I think there's a lot to be said for just fucking sucking it up and, and going when you don't feel like going anyway. Yes. Man up, as they and, say. You know, I think that's a... I almost want to say I mean, that's a skill in and of itself. Yeah. To just to go, you know what? I, I don't feel like going. I'm going to go anyway. Yeah. Because... Inevitably, I mean, ninety nine point nine percent of the time, if if I don't want to go and I do, when I'm done, right. I'm so glad I went. Well, and one of the things I do is is if I don't want to go to today, when will I want to go? Right. What 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 am I feeling any different than I feel every other day? Right. Nothing. And so if I don't go today, then I might as well just say I'm not going to go at all. Right. So anyway, <clears throat> wow. Okay. There you go. Holy shit! Wow, I was a lot of martial arts I was thinking the martial arts like this being the f- maybe the first in our other series. I'm I'm anticipating them normally being fifteen to twenty minutes. 
Right. So those of you that are listening to the martial arts feed, um, they're not going to be normally this long. <laughs> this is our, our kickoff wow. regalia. Wow. Holy shit. So let's... Thank you for listening to Roxor Media's Martial Arts Stuff, Martial Art Podcast. Um, if you'd like to get in contact with either Sterling or myself, this is Dan. You can reach us at dan at roxormedia, that's R-O-X-O-R-M-E-D-I-A dot com, or sterling at roxormedia.com. You can also visit us on the web at roxormedia.com, where we have forms and a blog, and uh, you can get in touch with us there. Thanks for listening. See you next time.